I want to speak to you about maybe the most important topic there is, and that's the blood of the Lord. And Hebrews 12, verse number 1 and 2, I, I want to just read that for you. The gospel is never bloodless. The gospel is full of blood. The true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ looks like a blood. It looks like the cross. It looks like nails and it looks like death. That's the, the gospel that you and I serve. Hebrews 12 verse 1 and 2 says this, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Please note that let us say, let aside every weight. And the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run of endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Please note that. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Please note he is sitting, he's not standing, he's victorious. Revelation chapter 5 verse number 9 says this, and they will, they sang a new song. Sing with me, sing a new song. They sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nations. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God. And they will reign on the earth. I want you to, I just want to read that again. You are worthy to take the scroll. Please note that. Only one is worthy. And to open up its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, with your blood, please note that you are bought. Save me, I'm bought. You're, and with your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them a kingdom and priest to serve our God and to reign over the earth. As you are seated here this morning, you are bought by the blood. You have blood running in your veins that makes you a royal priesthood. That makes you priests and kings unto our God. Now first and foremost, maybe to say, Jesus calls Himself the King of Kings. Why does He call Himself the King of Kings? Because He is the King of what you are King over. He's the Lord of Lords. <clears throat> and if we go all the way back to Adam, right unto Jesus you have to understand, Adam lost the presence. He was once in the presence of the Lord. He lost the presence. How did he lose it, the presence? He was disobedient. And at the moment or at the place that he was disobedient, he lost the presence. He was removed out of the garden. And Adam might have wanted to move on without God. But God refused to move on without Adam. And so God from the very beginning made a, a blood covenant time and time again until Jesus eventually came. And we have to know that God could have come as a spirit, but He didn't come as a spirit. God came as a man. And because if He came as a spirit, He would have broken His own word because He gave the earth to us. And so he had to come as a man. And so the Bible records the story 
that God came through the angel Gabriel and he went to a woman. And a man, a woman is a man with a womb. And so he came to a woman called Mary and he said, highly favored woman of God. And then he spoke to her and he said, you will carry a seed inside of you and his name is Emmanuel. The word M means in. The word Emmanuel is the word humus. The word L is the word Elohim. God in a man. In other words, I'm going to place God in you. Are you guys there? Are you with me? And Mary answered like all people should answer when God speaks to you. She said, be it unto me as you have said, my Lord. And then Mary started to carry the blood that will save her one day. Because it is important to understand that when a woman carries a baby, the blood never mixes. Because blood like you don't save you. Let me say that again. A man with blood like you cannot save you. You needed a blood that's not like your blood to save you and to save the sin that's running in your blood. Because the first Adam made us get born into a sinful condition. The last Adam broke the curse. Are you there? And so the only thing that you and I need to do because of our first Adam or our great, 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 great grandfather Adam the only thing is all of us will die once. In other words, you have to exit this planet by putting this tent in the ground. Are you there? But death is not a scary thing for the Christian. The Christians don't die. Christians sleep. We fall asleep into the presence of the Lord because in the body with the Lord, out the body with the Lord, and I've been alongside enough Christians to tell you that even in those last moments, the Lord is present. Are you there? It's true what I'm saying to you. And so Jesus was born, Emmanuel. And when Jesus, God and a man was born, the Bible says that, of course, wise men came to see Him. And I, and I like to say this because we have to understand it is that even though he was born in a manger, he wasn't looking for a manger to start off with. He was looking for a hotel. But he was born in a manger and his birth was met of a lot of fanfare. They brought him gold. They brought him mirror. They brought him frankincense. Gold speaking about his kingliness. Frankincense speaks about his high priestliness. Mirror speaks about his death that he would die. From his birth, he was already prophesying who he is. Are you guys there? Then the Bible says he grew up in obedience to his father and his mother. And the Bible says that the angel of the Lord came to Joseph, warned Joseph by dream. Joseph took the baby, took Jesus to Egypt. And then God says, I've called my son according to the prophets out of Egypt. And Jesus grew up in a place called Nazareth, right? By the way, he was born in Bethlehem. The word Beth means house. The word Lachem means bread. You put the two together, it means he was born in a house of bread. And Jesus calls himself the bread of life. Are you guys there? Then at the age of 30, he comes, he walks down to the Jordan River. His cousin is busy baptizing. And the Bible says that as his cousin is busy baptizing, 
suddenly the the bible tells us john did not know who it was however the father said whoever you see the spirit of the lord descend upon and remain he is the one then a 30 year man a 30 year old man comes walking down he knows his cousin but now there's something different the spirit of the lord is resting upon him john points him out he says there is the lamb of god that is about to take away the sins of the world he gets into the water john says to him i cannot baptize you you need to baptize me and jesus says let it be so now that all righteousness be fulfilled in other words john baptize me as soon as jesus gets baptized he comes out of the water as soon as he gets out of the water the spirit of the lord rents the heavens to answer Isaiah chapter number 6 verse number 4 and 5 and the Spirit of the Lord descends and as soon as the Spirit of the Lord descends the Father speaks and the Father says this is my beloved Son in whom I am well please please note he gets affirmation recognition before he does anything to deserve that then next guy onto the scene is the devil because he's clueless he doesn't know what God is about to do Jesus gets led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit, not by the devil. So whenever you are in the wilderness, please make sure the Spirit of the Lord led you there. And just an important fact, you need to write that down. And so the, Satan says to him, if you are the Son of God, he drops out the word beloved. Because if you drop out the word beloved, you will try to become who you are by what you do. You will try to find your identity by what you are doing and not who you are. That's why even in 2023, when, I, when we ask you what do you do, you will tell us your occupation. Why do you tell us your occupation? Because the world has educated you. What you do is who you are. The kingdom tells you how you are born is who you are. The kingdom says, I am a son and not a daughter. I unfortunately can't be a daughter. I am a son. And because I am a son, I am a citizen. Because I'm a citizen, I've got rights. Because I'm a citizen and I've got rights, I have a position. It's located in Christ Jesus. I'm seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. Ephesians 2.6, right? Why am I seated in Christ in heavenly places? Because Lucifer wanted to ascend his own throne above the throne of the Lord. And God said no. And he casted him out and he gave you the place. That's why the devil hates you, because you got what is his, what was, should have been his, right? And so Jesus le leads a life for 30 years <clears throat> in obedience to the Father, and for three and a half years, he steps into ministry. And in ministry, the Bible tells us that he does nothing, and he says nothing unless he sees and does what the Father is saying. Jesus was never to be led by disciples. He was to be led by the Father. We see this, for example, when he walks on the Sea of Galilee, he's right about to walk past the disciples unless they call for him. I want you to note something here this morning. Unless your heart calls for the Lord, he'll walk past you. There has to be a hunger to pull God to you. The Emmaus traveler said to him, come and stay with us. I've taught you well this year, empower hunger after God and make a home for him. Let him stay, feel welcome of you. Then you get the garden of Gethsemane in John chapter number 18. The word Gethsemane, Geth means press. The word Shamen means oil. And so he goes into the oil press or the garden of the oil press. And there as he is, 
God presses him and he starts to put all the weight of the sins of the world on his son. And Jesus knows what is about to come before him. The weight becomes too much. Jesus experienced a medical condition called hematidrosis. Hematidrosis is where your physical body starts to interpret that what is happening to you is so severe, so deep and pressurized on you that the top layer and the second layer of skin starts to pull away from one another, gets filled with a vacuum, water goes in there, blood goes in there, and then you get something called great, great drops of blood. Jesus is now literally bleeding blood. Are you there? But He says, Father, not my will, yours be done. Then after He's, he's, he's finished His time of the Father, the Bible says the, the disciples couldn't pray of Him, so God sends Him an angel to strengthen Him. That word strengthen there is the Greek word ichus, and it means to put power inside. So now the Father is sending power from above to put it inside. It's not like Remora, not on top, inside. Are you there? Now He has power inside to go to the cross. He walks out in the Garden of Gethsemane. The officers of the Pharisees are there. The military, military uh, team of the Roman court is there. Three to six hundred strong of them, plus the Pharisees of the officers, plus Judas. All of them are there. And Jesus says, who are you looking for? They say, Jesus of Nazareth. He says, I am Ego Amy. It's the same word that God used when Moses says, who should I say, send me? And he said, tell them, I am send you. Ego Amy. I am the existing one. I am the Adonai. I am the Elohim. I am the Jehovah. I am the soon coming. I am the ancient of days. Jesus says who He is. And by merely saying who He is, I want you to note here, by just identifying who He is, a blast of power leaves Him. And the blast of power that leaves Him is so much, it knocks all of those people onto their feet. Go study the Bible. And Jesus needs to wait for soldiers to stand up. Why am I saying to you all of the above? Nobody arrested Him. He went. He gave Himself. Don't nobody tell you somebody arrested Him. He gave Himself. Then He was led to Caiaphas and Aeneas and there He was mocked. They ripped out His beard. They slapped Him with a sting. They said, who, who slapped you? Prophesy to us. Demonic filled 120 priests slapping the Creator. Then, <clears throat> the Bible says, they couldn't take it much further. They send him to in front of Pontius Pilate. He stands in front of Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate says, do you not know I have the ability to let you go or to keep you? And Jesus says this, you have no authority unless it's been given to you from above. In other words, I am standing here because I want to stand here. I am not standing here because you have power over me. The Bible says then Pilate's wife had a dream. She wants to let Jesus go. Pilate doesn't want to look bad because he doesn't want to lose his job. And so the Bible says he gives him to the praetorium. The praetorium, there's about a thousand soldiers. They strip him naked. They put a curse. The, the, they take the thorns. They bend it. They put it upon his head. And they start to beat him on the head with a reed. Why was the, 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 why was the thorns placed upon his head? 
because in the beginning God cursed the ground. Jesus takes the curse and He places it on His own head. He that hangs upon the tree is cursed. Jesus now don't just take the curse, He becomes the curse. Are you guys okay? That's why as you're seated here this morning and watching me online, you cannot be cursed. That's why the book of Proverbs says a sparrow flatters, flutters around you above your head because you cannot be cursed. You have the one that's lifted the curse. And by the way, Satan doesn't curse. God blesses and God curses. Are you there? So stop being so worried about the curse. Jesus became the curse so that you might be free. <clears throat> then they take Jesus, they rip out His beard. Why do they rip out His beard? So that your face may be restored to God. Please note, He's bleeding all the time. They beat Him on the head, that's blood. Why? So that your countenance can be restored to the Father. Then they pierce His hands. Why do they pierce His hands? Because the first Adam took from the tree that he should not. The last Adam makes his hands be pierced to a tree. To restore what the first Adam should not have done. The first Adam went to a spiritual tree and died spiritually. The second Adam went as a spiritual man to a dead tree and gave life spiritually. Then furthermore, they pierce his side. Why do they pierce his side? Because the first Adam, he went to sleep. And when he went to sleep, God took out from his side the womb man. Please note that when Adam was formed, he was made out of the ground. When woman was made, she was made out of the side. Because a womb man is a helpmate. A woman cannot be a helpmate unless a man has a vision. Because they can't help with something if you don't know where you're going. Therefore, every woman has, a, has a, a position in front of the Father to ask for a man with a vision. Because vision means provision. In other words, let me, can I go there just for two seconds? I'm off my topic just for a moment. But the word pater or the word father means source. Right? Have you noticed the longer people are married, they switch the language. And women sometimes call their men daddy. Right? What is that? It is the understanding that there was a source switch. In actual fact, women should never marry down. They should marry equal to the source that they came from. Okay, that was just free. <clears throat> then Jesus, Jesus' side gets pierced. Why? Because He's bleeding for His bride. He's redeeming His bride. His back gets turned, they whip him. Blood starts to pour. Why? 
so that by His stripes they are healing. His feet get pierced. Why? So that your feet cannot walk in ways of wickedness, but can walk in paths of righteousness. He carries His own cross. Why? So that you don't need to carry His. But you must carry yours. Say it again. You cannot carry His. You carry yours. What is your cross? Your cross is the price tag of your obedience. I'll say it again. Your cross equals your obedience. Whoever loves me, do my commandments. Jesus hangs on the cross. He's got people under him. They mock him. The women that have supported his ministry are present. And John is present. The disciple whom Jesus loved. The creation is missing that the creator is busy dying. Men and women, evil men and women are missing that the creator is busy dying. But creation does not miss it. And as the third hour come, your Bible says, my Bible says that the sun starts to go dark. Because the sun recognizes the sun. And the Bible says, the Son of Man cries out, Eloi, Eloi, Lama Sabachthani. My Father, my Father, why have you forsaken me? And for the first time in history, the Son experienced separation from the source. And He has to experience this so that a generation can be born that will never separate again from the Father if we accept the Son. And He says, My Father, My Father, why have You forsaken Me? And at that moment, He cries with a loud shout, Tetelestai, it is finished. More importantly, it is finished means four things. It's been paid. It's been done. The transaction has been made and peace has been restored. Oh. And suddenly, the Son of Man expires and He gives up the ghost. He gives up the Spirit. He descends. He walks over to Satan. He says, can I have the keys? Hal hates in the grave. He takes the keys. He walks over to paradise. Abraham, Joseph, David. He takes the keys. He says, I'm the one. He locks open up those doors. He says, come. He walks in front of them. The Bible says he leads a train of witnesses. 
as he's busy ascending, he sees Mary at his tomb. He stops the whole ascending process and he goes to Mary. Mary thinks she's a gardener and she says, where have you placed my Lord? Jesus says, Mary, she says, Rabboni. She recognizes him by his voice. And for 40 days, the ancient saints cannot ascend because the Son has to ascend first. Because he's not the first raised, he's the first born. And so on the 40th day after instructions, he tells his disciples, I'm going to go to my father and your father. And as you see me go, I will come again. And he uses the word soon. And so for the last 2023 years, we've been waiting for the soon. And the word soon doesn't mean time. It means definitely. It means you will see me definitely. So why am I saying all of the above to you? I say all of the above to you. Because God left heaven to buy us by His blood. And this man, God, God, man, purchased us from Satan's slave market. And now forever and ever and ever again, we can celebrate that we have been bought by the blood. You see, no longer do you need the blood of bulls, goats, chickens. You have the blood of the Son. And in your veins doesn't run the previous Adam's blood anymore. The last Adam's blood runs. That blood speaks and says, you are born again. You are saved. Your name is written in the book of life. And that's why we can sing a new song again. No longer lost but found, no longer bound, but free. Once lonely, not anymore. Once without a future, no longer so. Come on, give Jesus some praise. <coughs> oh, come on. Oh, nothing but the blood of Jesus. <clears throat> oh, what can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus.